Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hi ladies, wonderful to be with you today. Well, you'll never believe it, but I've got Pam with me again today. Now, she actually hasn't been staying with me for three weeks <laughs> because this is our third podcast um, because we are actually doing them all together. I had to make the most of it while she was here. So usually when I'm doing podcasts to you, I do two at a time. But today we're doing three at a time, three pods in a row. <laughs> And it actually reminds me of that book, Ten Peas in a Pod, by Arnold Pent the Third. Did any of you ever read that book? It's getting a bit older now, but it's a wonderful book. Oh, if you can get hold of it, you can most probably get it on Amazon for cheap as dirt. But it's the most amazing story of this family, Pent family. And they had eight children. That was why it was called Ten Peas in a Pod. And the father was an evangelist traveling the nation, USA and Canada, preaching the word of God. But he was not only a preacher. He was not only an evangelist. He was not only a teacher. He was a father. And his greatest goal in life was to teach his own children first the word of God. And so this was their plan. He would read the word to his family after breakfast, after lunch, and after supper. Wow, when I read that book, that was a challenge to me. And I have to confess that we have never that. Now, I know there are some families who do. We do it every morning. And every evening, because we know that's a biblical pattern. But if you can get to the three times, I'm sure it's even. And so they used to do this. But how did they do it when they were trembling? Well, this father, it never stopped him, no matter where he was. And often they would be staying with people. They'd be hosted in homes with all their children. And so when it came to having breakfast with the host and hostess who were, uh, he would say to them at the end of the breakfast or the end of the lunch or the end of the supper, and he would say, oh, I love to read God's word to uh, my family. Uh, would you be happy if we could do this? Yes, yes, go ahead, they would say. And then he would say to them, and would you like to join us? We'd love you to join with us. And uh, he didn't get the same response. They would say, oh, well, you just go ahead. We've just got things to do. And the son who wrote this book said, there was never anyone who joined them. Hmm. Isn't that sad? That's and these were Christian homes. Uh -huh. These were not secular homes. Mm -hmm. These were lovely Christian families who hosted this family. Mm -hmm. He said, no one joined us. They were too busy to hear the word of God. But this mm -hmm. father didn't read for 10 minutes. He read for an hour. At lunchtime, he read for an hour. Supper, he read for an hour. 
And as the children got older, they were encouraged before they came out for breakfast to have an hour in the Word themselves. So mm. these young children and older children, they, by the time they were teens, they could quote the New Testament verbatim and knew many passages of the Old Testament. So it was quite an amazing, challenging book, but it's also an exciting, riveting book. You'd love to read it if you could get hold of it. Now, Pam, I notice you've got your prayer bracelets on today. I went and found them. Yes, I did. I've got them on now. Yes, she (laughs) had to go and get them on. Yes. And uh, so great to see, and they're so lovely. They do take up a bit of space, Mm -hmm. but you know what I found is... When they take up a bit of space to put them all on there, and I find myself struggling with, ah, they're annoying me, or I just need to take them off to get something done, it prompts me to pray right off the bat, because I can pray for, move them from one arm to the other, and then when I've gotten through the names, I go put them back next to my bed stand, and on with the day. So it actually, if it irks me, it motivates me to get right on the ball with praying for them. Wonderful. And you have a special place where you keep them when you've finished. I do. Yes. I do. So I can start out the next day. get lost. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's so great. Oh, I just wanted to tell you one more thing. Remember, we were talking about you know, homeschooling in our last session. I was thinking afterwards about a scripture, and I'd love to read it to you, because I think it's a wonderful scripture to encourage homeschooling mums. And it's found in Isaiah 28, verse 9 and onwards. And it says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. And it goes on to say, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Do you get the picture there? It's not sitting our children down in big one, you know, hour, two hour, three hour sessions, and there they are. They've got to accomplish all this particular work. No. Do you notice God's way? Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Yes, knowledge, it doesn't, we can't always take it in in great big lump sums. It's here a little and there a little. As we go through the day, it's the same picture that God gives in Deuteronomy chapter 6, where it commands parents to teach their children when they're sitting down, when they're lying down, when they're walking by the way, just in the process of life, because life is teaching. And so this is a wonderful encouragement, but it doesn't stop there, because it goes on to say... To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Now, so many mothers, when they're homeschooling, they don't feel refreshed. They feel overwhelmed. And how am I going to do this? And how can I get it all done? And Oh, it is too overwhelming. But it's not meant to be like that. Dear mothers, it's usually because we're doing it the wrong way. We're doing it our way. But God's way is line upon line, here a little, there a little, 
And that way, you'll have rest. You'll have refreshing. Isn't that great? Yes. But the passage isn't finished yet because then it says, but they would not hear. Isn't that interesting? You know, we hear God's way, but it doesn't seem right. Oh, no, I don't think that's the right way. I've got to do it my way. I've got to do it how everybody else does. I've got to do it how the public school does. But no, God says, when you do it my way, you'll have rest. But no, they would not hear, the Bible says. It's like a lady came to me one day. She came to our church fellowship. And we were talking afterwards, and she said, Oh, Nancy, I'm so overwhelmed. Please help me. And I'm homeschooling my children, but I just can't keep up with it all. So I said to her, Tell me what you're doing. So she was told me about her program for schooling, and then she said, But also, we've got all these extracurricular activities, and I've got to take this one to violin lesson on Monday, and this one, uh, he goes to guitar lesson Tuesday, and this one goes to this one, and this one. By the time she finished telling me all the things she had to do and the running around of her children, I felt worn out just listening to her. I said, That's overwhelming. You've got to cut some things out. She said, oh, I couldn't do that. I said, okay, you'll just have to stay overwhelmed because we have to choose, don't we? Anyway, we've got to listen to the word, don't we? So, Pam, okay, getting, I think we need to get back to mothering again. I want you to just tell me again a little bit of just, you know, your growth in mothering. Mm-hmm. So when... When I became a mother, yes. um, really, I my experience was babysitting. And I was a babysitter a lot. I babysat all the time. Um, so when I became a mother, I realized I, it's just like babysitting, right? Wait a minute. It's not just like <laughs> babysitting. I thought it was just the goal was to keep them alive and keep them happy. And then I uh, got a hold of the Power Motherhood book. Um, so... I was just looking in the cover, and and it was published first in January of 96, and my son was born in May of 96, and it was just a few months after he was born when I got a hold of the power of motherhood. I didn't realize it was so freshly off the press, but meant for me, for sure, because I got a hold of it, and it truly became my manual for motherhood. I, It took me beyond, my job is to keep them alive and healthy, to... What does the Bible say? I mean, if I just look through the chapters, I it, it talks about nutrition where where we feed them, and I I didn't really thought. I mean, well, you just feed them, slap something up in front of them, but there's more to it than just slapping something in front of them, and um, that um, serving them is just a, it's a privilege, it's an honor to be able to serve our children and to raise them for the Lord, and it's it's just an act of service for the Lord, truly. Um, going in and, uh, let's see a few chapters like watchdogs. I'm supposed to be a watch. I'm supposed to be a watcher over my home. I'm supposed to be a caretaker. I'd never heard of the authority Mm. that I was allowed to have as a mother. Yes. That was absolutely new to me that they are my children that God Mm. gave me and I have authority Mm. to be their mother and to make decisions. 
um, making memories, uh, making a home, and and raising future missionaries. Not not that they will all maybe go overseas, but they where we are now, uh, each place they are going to end up in life, they'll be able to reach the world. Yes, and it just expanded my my idea and and my knowledge of and maybe it planted that seed to someday be homeschooling because uh, mother's being a teacher was in here and I'm like I I'm not a teacher I'm going to send him to a teacher you know so all these things so many of these chapters were just so uh foundational mm-hmm. that spurred me on to go there really is more to it and because I didn't know it, I became thirsty for it, and I wanted mm. to learn, and I wanted to, I wanted to do this. Mm. Yes, I wonder, do you uh, have this book yourself? It is, as you said, a manual for motherhood. In fact, I believe it's a manual, something you need by your side uh, to just encourage you and tell you what. God says about you, because that's the whole thing of this book, The Power of Motherhood. I have gone into the Word of God to find out what does God say about us as mothers. And this book is just filled with 32 chapters of each new chapter, a new thing that God says about you as a mother, and it will inspire you and encourage you. And instead of listening what society says about you and pulls you down. This is what God says about you and lifts you up so that you will never be the same again. I mean, you can't read this book and stay the same. So I encourage you, if you haven't got it, just go to the website aboverubies.org and you'll be able to find it there, order it, get one for yourself if you're a grandmother get one for your daughters and your daughters-in-law I believe it's a book that every mother needs to have it's not an option because it's the word it's just the what taking out of the word what he says for mothers so you've got it all there beside you so I'm so glad you were blessed by it too this one is actually a new edition which I have because I wrote that one 22 years ago I can't believe it And this edition that you will get now is enlarged and edited, and it will bless you off your socks. I agree. And you you edited this one just in time for my daughter when she had her babies. She could have it too. How neat. That's so (laughs) wonderful. Yes. So anyway, you were... You told me something this morning. I don't know. You go, I go. Yes. It was so exciting. Now... I love friends who stimulate me, and uh, one of my dear friends is in Australia. Her name is Val Stairs, and she's the director of Above Rubies in Australia. Now, some of you are listening from Australia and New Zealand, and so you know Val and Heather. Val looks after Above Rubies in Australia. Heather is her sister. And she looks after Above Rubies in New Zealand. And uh, although they're in different countries, these beautiful sisters uh, who have been friends of mine since we were young mothers raising our children together, now we're grandmothers and now we're great-grandmothers, they um, 
were with me right back then. So we go back a long way. But these two uh, wonderful sisters, they live in different countries, New Zealand and Australia, but they call each other every day and pray together. Isn't that great? (laughs) But Val uh, was always, every time we got together, she would have a new idea. And uh, we started off... um, That was where we first got the vision. It wasn't my vision. It was Val's. I started the magazine. And then she got the vision for uh, music and how we need to bring the anointed songs of motherhood uh, to the mothers so they could just listen to, to music that would just bless them as a mother. And so Lois and Janie were two other wonderful friends and they... They were anointed singers, and they began to sing songs for mothers. They wrote songs for mothers and wives. And so we produced these first two. uh, They weren't CDs back then. They were just (laughs) tapes and LPs. And one was called uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, and the other was Her Price is Above Rubies. But then our daughters, Serene and Pearl, grew up. And uh, when they grew up, they were signed as record artists and they did that for a while until they married and then they wanted to be home with their children. And uh, then from that, they began to write songs for mothers. And so that's how music came into Above Rubies. It all started with Val and loads of other ideas. And, and now whenever I get with Pam, oh, when I would stay at her home after an Above Rubies retreat and she would have to drive me to the airport, we would talk and she'd come up with all these great ideas. In fact, it was her idea that, Nancy, you've got to do a podcast. So we're sitting here today because of you, Pam. So this morning, She's talking and she's got another good idea. You've got to share it with the ladies, Pam. Well, it's purely driven by selfishness, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but I think back to when I was a young mom and I had no idea how to do what I was doing. And I was so thirsty for encouragement and thirsty for the knowledge that mm. what does the Bible have to say about this? And, and uh, I want to know just how to walk with the Lord deeper and how to parent my children for him. Um, So it was through your, your work and your, your book uh, several of your books where I started learning those things. And then I heard about the above Ruby's retreats and I thought, well, I'll go to one of those. And then one became another and it became (laughs) another. And, and I just enjoyed them so much. They spoke into me and they grew me. And every time I came home, I, I just, loved my children more and my mm. husband more. And I, I was so much more appreciative. I, um, we need to be sharpened. We need mm. to be sharpened by one another. Mm. And, um, so I've thought about this and, uh, I've thought so many times, Nancy needs to be duplicated. That's all there is to it. She needs to be duplicated because wouldn't it be wonderful if every, if there was a Nancy, a, a, an older woman in every one of our cities mm. that we could, connect with and who can teach us. Now, it's just something that, um, you know, so many of us that you're doing the podcast now, I'm so excited because we don't have to wait until a retreat comes around once a year, you know, and it's easier. You don't have to travel as, as far and as often now. So, so it's wonderful that you can do the podcast from your home and, and reach us. And, um, it's 
back in the day when I suggested, it wasn't actually a podcast. I'd never heard of a podcast before, but I remember as a little girl dialing up this 1-800-tell-me-a-story. Oh, yes. you, you told me about that first, and but then I, you yes. also told me about the podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I, at yeah. one point I did because finally I heard yeah. about him. At the beginning yeah. I thought, I just want to call up 1-800-NANCY. Yes. And I just want to call up. That. No, I just oh. want to call up and I want to just hear your voice. Mm. And I just want you to be the cheerleader that says you can do this. You get out there and get it done. This was God's anointing on you. It's his it's his purpose for your life. Go out here and do this. So it's so lovely now I can turn on my podcast and I I get that little oomph to to go. I'm going to go out and do this. So so I really just think we all need to have that um and, and a podcast is wonderful. I love the podcast. So I just think, but what would it look like if we all had someone who was near us, mm-hmm. someone we could connect with and chat with uh, regularly yes. uh, to just push the truth into us and grow us? And um, so I was thinking back to uh, oh, probably 10 or 12 years ago, I did an in-home party. And we all know how these in-home party works. Um, you get invited to the party. Well, back 10, 12 years ago, we sent out a postcard, followed by a phone call, followed by a morning of phone call. You know, did you get my invitation? Are you coming to my party? I, I'm gonna, we're going to do great things. I've put out snacks, and please come. And, and it was something, you know, these, these companies that have all these parties, they have spent big money on research as to how to make these parties mm-hmm. successful, how to get people to come, and how to make things think these things happen. And I have thought so many times, you know, we need to get just as excited mm. about mothering and about yes. our faith as mm. we are about these little parties. Yes. And I I just saw this postcard going out that says, you come to my house or come somewhere. Let's have a mothering party. Let's talk about... Mothering party. I love parties. And I think, why not have a mothering party? I think that sounds so cool. Yeah, I think... and And I was thinking, what does that look like, though? To go to a home, to have a mothering party. Normally, these things involve sales and food. Wouldn't it be great to go to a party and not have to buy anything? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to to just go and be encouraged and filled and and and, and mm-hmm. refreshed in the in the word mm-hmm. and and ready to and equipped to just go out there and mm-hmm. do what God has called you to do? Yes, and all mothers need this encouragement so much. Oh, I, I think we do have to think of ways of encouraging one another. So I'm looking forward to hearing more. When I was a young mum, uh, I used to have a ladies' Bible study in my home to encourage being a wife and being a mother. And oh, so many mothers came with their babies and their children. We had usually more children than mothers, and they would stamp on my pot plants and wreck my house. But Oh, they were wonderful times because we stimulated one another. We encouraged one another and we all went home, back to our homes, although I was there in my home, um, but we were all refreshed. We could do it again for another week and we so look forward to meeting one another 
And it's like the above Ruby's camps. It's not only my speaking that is just blesses the women, but it's the beautiful uh, fellowship of kindred spirits and just the talk, 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 talk of encouraging one another. Testimonies. Yes, and testimonies. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, so carry on. Well, you know, you you had a great example of it being in your home. And and it is. If you can do it in your home and and have all the children play, maybe the older ones watch the younger ones, Mm. and that is fantastic. But sometimes people just logistics aren't working out, size of the house, who's going to watch the children, on and on. So, you know, you really could take this and make this your own in so many different ways. You could do it in your home, or you could do it meet in a park, or you could... Mm. That's beautiful, yeah, summertime. Yeah, yes. you can meet in a park. You could you could meet in a coffee shop. Um, mm. There's even some coffee shops by me. Of course, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. We do coffee a lot. That's so. not quite so easy with lots of little ones. Well, the mm. coffee shops, some by us, have yes. playrooms. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yes. so, but you yes. could, or it, or it could be, mm. maybe you do it in the evening when, mm. when your husband's home. Maybe he has... Every now and then he mm-hmm. watches them. So so there's all sorts, you know, you can just think out of the box. What can yeah. I do? So, um, but I want to tell you about another thing because my friend Ann Dunnigan uh, has this down. She has a beautiful model and, and it really is relevant, relevant for today because um, so many of us are on Instagram or Facebook and all these social media ways um, that she told me about a a thing she has. She has something called a mission-minded huddle. And it takes place within Facebook Messenger. And so the idea is that you gather with a group of women, the same women, three to four women, and you pick a date and a time. Say we're going to do Monday at 2 o'clock. And so that's a great time. You make sure yours are down for a nap or you've got your whatever done. And and you could even truly be in different time zones as long as you have it all line up. So you're all online at the same time. And then you go into Facebook Messenger and start a, uh, what do they call it? They call it a video chat, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you go into the video chat and you start a video chat. And then each woman gets 15 minutes. Oh yeah, I think she does 15 minutes, might be 10. But uh, so the idea is that each woman gets 10 to 15 minutes to go through a list of, they call it, she calls it the high five. So I'm going to tell you what those are. Mm, high um, five sounds good. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I marked it. There we go. So, so she, each person, they get the floor. No one interrupts for 10 to 15 minutes. And sh- you're going to tell during those few minutes, number one, I'm praising God for something. Mm-hmm. That's positive. That's yes, good. very good. It's yes. always good to praise, isn't yes. it? We praise before other mm-hmm. parts. So number one, I'm praising God for. Number two, I'm learning about. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the Lord teaching yes. you? How are you growing? What's And we never know when he's teaching us something if that's for somebody else as well. So I love that because we should always be learning and growing. And none of us want to get into a rut, you know, and and we can easily do that. I'm always challenged by those words of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow when he said, but to act that each tomorrow find us farther than today. Mm. And I think it's something that we should keep in our hearts to always be 
learning something new, always pressing on a little more than today. Tomorrow we're going to just understand a little more of who our wonderful God is, or we're going to learn something new. And and something I love to do at our family meal table, just in our family situation, uh, and this is a wonderful thing for homeschoolers too, uh, is at the supper table where we like to encourage our children to discuss and talk, and and we should do that. I'm not. I've never raised my children to be seen and not heard. That was very old fashioned, but I think the table is a wonderful place of communication. It's where we encourage our children to communicate, and we can bring subjects to the table and questions that can really open up stimulating conversation. Because if we don't, do you find that if you don't bring a subject to the table that often it's just very shallow, goes nowhere and it's totally boring. But we can, as we are intentional, that word intentional, uh, and bring a subject to the table, we can have the most wonderful, stimulating conversations. But a good question is, okay, children, what is something new that you've learned today? And get each one taking turns around the table, including mummy and daddy, because they want to hear what have we learned too. And so we're all speaking about what we've learned. Hopefully, if nobody's got anything to say, well, we better change the way we're parenting, (laughs) maybe change the way we're homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's quite a challenging question for people too, because often I'll talk to folks you're just wanting fellowship, and I'll say, oh, what has God been saying to you lately? And uh, many times they don't have anything. I mean, it's a stimulating question because we should be learning something all the time, shouldn't we? And if you ask them every time you see them, what are you well, learning, and yes. they don't have an answer, well, it may it. drive them to go home to, yes. to look it up to be prepared because they know you're going to ask. Yes, yes. <laughs> so... The third question, or the yeah, the third of the high five was, I need courage for. Mm, so, you know, sometimes good. you're struggling with yes. something, and mm. you you know, really, in the end, you know, you know where it's going, or you know what you need to do, and you just need courage to make it happen. And so it's just great to share that with another group, mm. with a group of women who know that you, that's where you're struggling. Mm. So I need courage for. The fourth one is I need prayer for. And again, you know, there's so much that we need prayer for, and and the power of prayer is so great. But not all prayer requests are things that you are posting openly about. Not all prayer requests are things that you want to advertise to Mm -hmm. everyone. And um, so it's, it's great to have a, okay, the... This is a prayer request I specifically have for you, this group of women that I hold so dear. And um, so that's number four. Mm -hmm. And number five is ask me next week. So that's kind of how you're doing. Like, yes, if you said, look, I really want to work on this and this is what I'm going to do. And so and you asked for prayer about such and such last week. Now I'd like to know how did it turn out? That's good. So it really. Yeah, it just kind of gives a model so that, Hmm. again, being intentional in our relationships, we we have limited time. We Hmm. as moms, we're busy, busy, busy. Hmm. And I've told people. I don't have time for silly little 
trivial conversations, mm-hmm. I want to go from zero to deep in eight minutes or less. Yes. And oh, truly, wow. this cool. is what it does. Yes. This yes. going through this high five mm-hmm. takes you from, oh, how are you today? To what's really going yes. on? And that yes. is where we need to be fed. Mm-hmm. We need that Amen. depth. Amen. I believe that. And, and it's just, so I just love that model um, to do it. I think that's so great. And... You know, if you uh, you can't do this so much on Facebook, or you could bring some things about it, but uh, many women over the years have used this manual, The Power of Motherhood, as a Bible study for ladies in their home and mothers. So you can look at that too, because there is so much of the word and foundational truth for mothers. And if you kind of don't know, and especially if you're going through uh, this book, well, you'll be learning things that you can pass on. You'll be able to pass on in that question, what am I learning? Or or you can even have mothers in your home and go through this book. Uh, There's only one problem. There's just so much. And uh, you could be going for weeks and weeks and weeks and... uh, Well, if it's going to be a long-term thing, that will be wonderful. If it's going to be a shorter-term thing, you may have to choose some of the chapters because there's such depth here that can just keep you going for so long. But that's another good idea. But thank you for sharing that, Pam. I love that. I think if there was just, if we said you only have to do this huddle or you only have to go through this book or only have to do Mm. this, it becomes a burden. But I think... There's so many ways. The idea is to take the time Mm. to be intentional and you can choose the format. You can choose the, the, the resource that you want to use, but Mm. I want to steal your quote because I think of it so often in Mm. life for so many different areas. You all, this is the Nancy quote, things don't just Mm. happen. You have to make them happen. Absolutely. Yes. And that's in every part of our mothering, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Every part of our parenting, every part of our homemaking. We create the home we want to have. We create the mothering that we want to enjoy in our home. It's not, we've just got to make it happen. Whatever we want, we can make it happen. Well, the Lord bless you and thank you, Pam. What a joy it's been to have you with us on three podcasts. Wow, that's so cool. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you again for every mother, grandmother, daughter listening today. Oh, God, you see their situation. You see them in their homes They're just hungry, Lord God, for you and for your word and for your enabling in their lives. I pray that you will come to them this day and refresh them and uh, let them know that you are with them. They're not home on their own mothering. You are with them in their kitchen, every room where they go in their house. You walk with them because you have promised, I will be in you and I will walk with you. And Lord God, you walk with us wherever we go. And uh, our our lives and and just even the mundane and the normal, it's no longer normal when you are with us. Give us this vision to make our homes a place of excitement and creativity and 
joy and laughter and filled with the presence of God. Oh, God, we just thank you for who you are. Lead us all to know you more and more because as we know you, Lord God, then we walk with you in in understanding and in joy and in blessing and our motherhood is, in, is uh, Lord, taken to a new level. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. They'll get prayed for twice because the Lord will hear the prayer twice, even if they only hear it once. Dear Father, we thank you so much for every precious woman listening today. Lord, I pray that you will come into their home and they will feel your presence hovering over them, round about them, filling their homes with your love and your joy and, and uh, Lord, all that you are. We thank you that you want to be with us. Lord God, you are a dwelling God. You long to be with us. You want to walk with us and dwell in us and be with us and sit at our table with us. We thank you, and I just pray that you will bless each mother and their husbands and their children. Just lift them up, Lord, into a new realm of of mothering and being a wife, that it will no longer be uh, a drudgery, a chore, but it will be an excitement because they know they're walking in the very perfect will of God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm.